0: Yeah. So, uh, just prepare yeah, to.
1: Uh... It'll be great. It'll be. Perfect. Yeah. So, just prepare. Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> don't watch us play throughout the year. Yeah. To tell you the truth. We. I'm gonna be real with you. And I don't care if I get yeah. fired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That train is off the track.
2: I feel like you you can't just like jump from Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and <laughs> stuff.
0: Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch. Undeatable uh, goodness.
3: Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebutables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode four sixteen coming to you from Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Jason Triplett, a.k.a. The Doctor. This show, we're going to talk about the upcoming gauntlet of games for the Pacers, potential landing spots for Kevin Love, and an update on the current MVP race. All that, plus we'll have a Saturday of the week and answer an undegoglable. Joining me for all this madness are three analysts, coast-to-coast, like butter toast. First... From somewhere in North Carolina, I think. <laughs> it's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? It is Thirsty Thursday. Drink up. Will do. There you go. Nice work. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Not much, not much. Also from Boise... Still hanging around, super Blazer fan, anti-Gruden lover, (laughs) Nico Brandenhorst. What's up?
1: How's it going, everyone?
3: (laughs) Doing good, doing good. Uh, Before we start the show, just want to remind you folks that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. It doesn't cost you any extra. Just follow the link in the show notes or go to our website, theundabutables.com and follow the Amazon referral link. Uh, first up, uh, it's a topic we've touched on a few times uh, throughout the year. The Pacers schedule opened up uh, very easy, we'll say, and uh, the Pacers have done a good job taking advantage of that. But things are going to get tough quickly, right? Already this week, by the time you've heard this podcast, the Pacers have played and demolished the Los Angeles Lakers, I'm sure. Thank goodness. Uh, and then they play. Uh, Milwaukee coming up on Sunday and that's followed by a string of games against very talented teams. Colson. What are we going to see here? Are are we going to be doing this podcast a week from now and, and all of us be on a ledge, um, wondering why it is we trusted TJ McConnell so much with our basketball lives.
0: I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, of course, uh, how this team is going to uh, perform. Uh, we have up to this point been, um, you know, beating the, the teams we're supposed to beat um, and losing to the good teams. We did have a really nice win against the Celtics, um, and you hope that that's a, a you know harbinger for things to come. I think what's nice about what's happened here, uh, the way that we've started this season, uh, is that... Uh, we have given ourselves a buffer, right? I mean, we've mm-hmm. created some real separation between us in 7 and 8. Um, if, you know, worst-case scenario, we lose all of these games against the teams above us, which I don't expect us to do. I expect us to get one or two of these wins. Um, but let's say we lose all of them. Uh, we're still going to be in that sixth seed, right? Um, what you really want to see is, is us uh, competing with these teams, ideally winning some of these games because these teams are directly above us in the standings, Um, you know, I think, um, you know, one of our issues has been um, Miles Turner's sort of inexplicable and inconsistent play. Um, But, I, uh, you know, he had a strong showing um, against – the Hornets, and what I'm hoping is, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot, you know, because he's he's been having a rough start, and I, I think about Miles Turner a lot. Um, he's essentially now playing power forward, right? And this is this is a this is a change for him. He's been playing center for us since his I mean, not his rookie year, I guess his rookie year. He played alongside John uh near the end of that season, um, but um, his role is completely different. And um, he's having to relearn a new position. Um, his calling out things defensively are happening from different parts on the floor. Um, and, you know, Demonis Sabonis is essentially playing center when he guards the largest guy on the floor. Um, he's also playing center offensively when we're throwing to the low post. And so, um, you know, I think there's some, some patience here and some, some chance for Miles Turner to, to kind of. Uh, figure this out because we do know he's a bright kid and, and um, uh, you know I, I think I'm hoping that this Charlotte game is is the beginning of him kind of coming back around kind of relearning um, the position finding his role within all these uh, with all these new players and uh, can give us a boost because if he can play um, at a level even that he was playing last year um, this is the kind of team that can beat the Tyrannos, uh and the you know, Milwaukee's of this world. Um, I'm not sure we're there yet, but I'm really excited about this upcoming uh, stretch, um, because on some level, if we lose them all, we're still fine, and if we win some, I think we're uh, we're starting to feel really good about where we are, still without Oladipo.
3: Yeah, that's right. I mean, obviously, having uh, miles play better. I think would make us a more competitive team um i think that the the nice thing about this pacers team is they're never really out of games um so even when they're playing the toughest competition um so for instance that philly game or the um clippers game which we ended up losing um although that one got a little bit further out of out of touch uh than is typical but the pacers stay within striking distance and are able to scrap it up uh the other thing that is really good about this team which hasn't been the case in the past is the bench unit um yeah, the depth is incredible performs quite well right and they come in and do things that a classical bench unit does they change the pace they bring energy and uh effort and you know scrap on the defensive end dive for loose balls and make some effort plays that especially at home gets the crowd into it but even on the road gets the guys on the bench uh, that are on the team the starters which are in that situation sitting on the bench um engaged and and more motivated to play so i think that that's a, a plus and those are things that travel and that can um you know help you win in tough environments against really good teams sure
2: also, look to see how our defense performs um you know we've got a team that knows how to scrap, but bringing that level of energy and consistency against top tier teams um night in and night out is tough, so uh, this is gonna be big test for our defense uh we know that there're gonna be some guys offensively that struggle um and we very much count on our bow- on a balanced scoring attack so can yeah, we do it'll it'll be mm-hmm. very interesting to see how it plays out against. The kind of competition that we're going to be facing over the next couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, so let's just recap what that competition is. So we will have played the Lakers on Tuesday, uh, and then uh, play Sacramento at home on Friday, at Milwaukee on Sunday, followed by a back to back home to Toronto, uh, then at Miami, uh, at the Pelicans. Which hopefully is a nice reprieve. You're going to have to get that
1: one. (laughs) Yeah.
3: But it's on the road and it's a second night of a back to back. Uh, And then home to uh, the Sixers and the Nuggets uh, before a couple games against, before it lights up a little bit again. So that's, uh, what is that, a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game stretch or something like that? That's pretty tough here.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we've we've uh, you know fattened up on, on some of the weaker teams. We're we're eleven and three in our last fourteen. Like that's a freaking incredible record. That's really exciting. Um, you know, um, you know. But now the rubber meets the road, right? We see where we're at, what we're made of. Uh, we're currently. Um, you were talking about our defense, Harper. Uh, we're currently ranked eighth in defensive rating. In um, 14th, in offensive rating, and this was before the Charlotte game, which we showed quite well defensively and offensively. So I assume that I mean, maybe it doesn't change a whole ranking, but it might uh, uh, move us one, you know, up a little bit. Um, you know, typically championship teams are in the top 10 in both offense and defense. Um, We're in range here. I mean, you know, Anola Depot is going to make us better defensively and offensively, right? I mean, he's he's fantastic at both of those things. Um, You know, we're kind of poised right where we need to be as far as what we're doing um, to to really make a leap and put ourselves in that conversation not not a six seed, not a not a first round out, but but a kind of team that can. You know, do some real damage if if Depot comes back healthy and integrates into this team. Um, I'm just really pleased with the, how this team is coming together. You know, the, this uh, the, the the last iteration of this team, um, the last two years, is maybe my favorite Pacer team of all time. Um, you know, the, the these guys uh, just coming in, playing hard, exceeding expectations at every turn with Bogdanovich and Thaddeus Young and Darren Collison and. Corey Joseph and all these guys are gone now. And so I was really worried about um, sort of uh, embracing this team and seeing if we could play well together and, and uh, we're doing it. We've got, we've got more talent. We've got more ways to score. Um, You know, this bench is as good a bench as we've ever had. As far as I can tell. Um, This is just a, it's an exciting time to be a Pacer fan. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm hoping that we can come through this rough stretch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and 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 prove some stuff.
3: So, what would be a successful uh, stretch there for you? Like, so you said that like... eight game stretch, right? Mm-hmm. And we've got
0: two sort of gimme games. I mean, there's no gimme games in the NBA, right? Right. Um, but uh, if we could if we could play 500, if we go four and four over the next eight, um, I'd be really pleased. I'd like to get another one or two signature wins against teams that are above us in the standings. You're going to have
2: to to get to 500. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Um, But I I think that would be really successful. Um, You know, uh, nobody apparently can stop Aaron Holiday, so just let him go to work. Kid's a beast.
2: Right. Well, there's probably some guys (laughs) here coming up on the schedule who can... Deal with a second-year point guard, right? I mean, these guys know how to game plan. They're good teams, not just because they got a bunch of talent, but because they come tonight every, every, you know, they come to the gym, they come to the stadium every night, ready to play, ready to work, and they're pros. They know who's on the other team. Um, yeah. you know, for us, for me, you know, you can't control the competition. So I just really am interested in continuing to watch these guys play together and grow and get better as a team we still got plenty of things that we can be out here working on um, without worrying about any one particular team
0: rebounding for example yeah there's a lot of that
2: (laughs) you know uh, execution down the stretch is going to be big if indeed our defense and uh, second unit holds up and puts us in positions to win some of these games Uh, it's going to be a real test for us and hopefully we can get those reps get those burn or get that burn rather um, and that'll pay dividends for us down the road
3: I think another thing to keep an eye on over the stretch is um, foul trouble for the big guys, for uh, uh, Turner and Sabonis. Both of them have, over this, I would say the last couple weeks, have struggled with uh, getting into foul trouble in games, and it's it's mostly an, a non-issue because Nate has been going pretty small with that second unit and sort of surviving, and you can sort of play... Um, lineups where you don't have turner and sabonis out there together do you just have one or the other and sort of stretch them a little bit that way but it doesn't seem like he's really trusting of goga bataze out there for more than you know five minutes or something like that tj leaf as well is not seeing a lot of of burn so um speaking to your your point about game planning harper like other teams are going to notice that and going to especially against say well we will have played the lakers but you know Mm -hmm. dealing with anthony davis is no uh easy chore um Giannis i'm sure is going to be trying to draw fouls and get get guys into foul trouble um you know all these all these clever teams are going to drive into the lane and force miles turner to defend the rim and probably commit fouls right so
0: well yeah and there was a game uh last week uh, was it uh, Philly or Detroit where um Sabonis fouled out and, and uh down the stretch um you know we're looking for that offense and a lot of ways that we do that when when we're really looking for a bucket we can throw it down to Sabonis and he wasn't there and I felt like we struggled to execute because we didn't have that safety valve. So um, you know, even if it's not Miles Turner if it's Sabonis fouling out, like you've you've got you know, it creates issues for sure. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, playing a lot yeah. of individual and, greatness here coming up too. I mean, obviously the Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis, but uh, you know, then you you get Giannis, uh Pascal Siakam is on a lot of people's short list. Jimmy Butler yeah. is playing excellent. Uh, yeah. then you get mm-hmm. Philly and they're just loaded. Denver, <sighs> you gotta deal with uh, the Joker. I mean, we got we got some big bodies that are really gonna test our front court. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how they stand up.
0: Yep. Well, Giannis right now is putting up Shaq numbers, right? I mean he's just he's essentially Shaq but can dribble on the perimeter
3: and can dunk from the free throw line. Like it's insane. And it has made a three in like mm-hmm. nineteen straight games or something like that. Which Cheater. makes him unguardable. Right. Uh yeah. But it'll so be fun he... for us to snap their winning streak. It'll be it'll be good. Yeah,
0: well no, I'm I'm so down on do that. It. Yeah, exactly. Right. L- l- why not us, right? Um, is is uh, Giannis the current MVP then at this point?
3: That's a good question. Um, he is the odds-on favorite right now. He's uh, plus two twenty-five according to oh, okay. DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, Harden is at second, and then sort of the list kind of goes off from there. Anthony Which Davis. Was, it was
0: they were one two last year, right?
3: Yeah. So not much That's has right. changed. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue against the guy who's arguably playing better than he did in his MVP season last year, and his team is twenty four and three under- and writing <laughs> a eighteen game winning streak. Right? <laughs> right? Like it's hard to vote against that dude. Yeah. Right. Think. Is
2: Middleton Middleton still out too? Uh, I he's in and out, know.
3: yeah. I think he's back right now, but I haven't been following super closely. Uh, who, is that who you would vote for, Colson? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Giannis is the pick.
0: I I, I think there are other interesting – I mean, I, I love what Pascal Siakam is, was, is doing in Toronto. He's keeping them relevant. Um, but also they have an infrastructure of a bunch of veteran dudes. That, that that I'm I'm really happy for Toronto that they didn't crater after that championship uh, and losing Kawhi. Um, yeah, and I think Pascal deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, Luka Donich is absolutely incredible right now. Um, he he's his second year and he looks like he's been in the league for five. Right, um, this right. guy's a um, a legitimate MVP candidate. Um, let's see What other names are how about, out there How
3: about this how about, Let's uh, go out of order here. Let's do a uh, stat of the week Even oh, in okay. the absence of Joey
1: Joey Stat of the week
3: uh, Speaking of Doncic uh, Doncic is the fourth player In NBA history With 700 points 200 rebounds And 200 assists Through the first 25 games of the season Fourth player Can you name the other three players Ooh, ooh, I love this game. Um,
0: so it doesn't, it does not, it's not, it's any year, any season, doesn't matter? Any season.
3: Any season, yeah.
0: Um, I'm gonna say, uh, Magic Johnson. Nope.
3: Harper, you got a guess. <coughs> I think, uh, you know, guys that fill up the stat sheet. Across the board. Yeah. That's why I went with Magic Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I know, but...
2: Um... I'm sorry, it was Think points, assists, rebounds.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big O. Big O. Three yeah, times did it.
2: Oh boy. Alright.
3: Deal. Uh and then there are two other guys.
2: Is Okay. Is there uh Westbrook on there?
3: Westbrook, yep. Is there is there a Michael Jordan on there?
2: Nope. Is there a James Harden on there? Nope. Mm. Think
3: of mm. another MVP candidate this year, though. How about
2: Braun Braun?
3: Bron! Braun. Bron. Nah, of right. course. It's always
0: LBJ. If yeah, it's not we're getting Michael Jordan. Yeah, that point
3: where, yeah, guess LBJ or Michael Jordan. That's right. Nice and work. And you're going to be right. Um Yeah, Is is Le, LeBron
0: still like either. averaging almost a triple double? Like is this like his best statistical season as far as points and assists or not points, but assists and rebounds? LeBron
3: James is currently averaging 20 5.9 points 10.8 assists which is the best of his career and 7.1 rebounds okay which he's is average more rebounds almost the worst of his career right but that's still seven rebounds a night it's
0: <laughs> sure, sure it's averaging more than miles turner <laughs> almost a <laughs> steal
3: and a half yep. yeah
2: yeah sad for mavs fans what? Doncic turned an ankle looks like he's gonna be out a couple weeks mm. yep um hurting his long-term MVP MVP prospects. Uh, Sure. There's just a lot to keep up with out there. Um, Somehow we haven't really talked about James Harden yet with his um, 5.9 rebounds, 7.5 assists, couple steals, and, oh, yeah, 39.3 a game. (laughs) That's
0: insane. He just did uh, what nobody's ever done in history before. He did back-to-back 50-point nights with at least 10 three-pointers. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. So he's he's playing all right. That's uh that's pretty solid. Thirty nine points. Oh my god! Like, okay, so was Wilt Chamberlain the last person to average over forty points a game? It's
3: got to be something like that, right? I would guess. I feel like I they showed that stat earlier this se- season, and I can't remember. But sure. <laughs> I feel like nobody's ever done that except Wilt. Maybe Elgin Baylor. Okay.
2: Um, According to Basketball Reference, uh, which is the keeper of all things basketball, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wilt Chamberlain in 61-62 averaged 50.36. Right. And then the following season, 44.83. And number three is James Harden's current season. (laughs) Oh, God. Followed by Wilt, Wilt, Jordan, Wilt, Harden, Rick Barry, and Kobe.
0: Wow. Okay, so I'm mean, okay if he if Storch, he averages yes. like the third most uh, points per game in NBA
3: history. Do you just give him the, the third, MVP? The, the the first most non wilt points. Exactly. I I <laughs>
0: yes. Exactly. I feel like maybe you give it to him. So I'm going to change my vote. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my vote no, from uh, Giannis. I hate James Harden. I no. do hate. Yeah, I
3: hate James Harden. He plays for the. He's uh, the beard. That's pretty impressive, though. How about this? Uh, um, also, according to basketball reference, you guys know what LeBron James's middle name is? I do not. I I've ne- never ever seen it before. Um, uh, I'm gonna guess. Um, Avery. Nope. Starts with an R. I'll give you that. Rachel. I've already cheated.
1: <laughs> Rachel.
3: You're right. How did you guess? <laughs> Solid guess. V- Raymond, Raymond, R A Y M O N E, Raymond. Uh, also,
2: also unfamiliar with the nickname Akron Hammer,
3: <laughs> um, or the Little Emperor. Correct.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, basketball reference are amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we got that's Lots a heck of a race. Candidates. I mean, those those it sounds guys. like
0: Luca's going to have to wait a, another couple years, but he'll win an MVP at some point. That's fine. <laughs>
3: But then, what's wild is you got dudes like Joel Embiid putting up a career year and and playing most of his games and balling out, and he's like not even in this discussion, right? Sure. Uh, Anthony Davis, LeBron James's, you know, partner in crime. I think he's leading the league in blocks, and or at least defensive windchairs or something like that. Killing it on the offensive end as well. Kimba Walker playing super We're well. Just, There's yeah. Clipper
2: players.
0: Yep, yep. They don't they don't play enough those Clipper but they
2: will. They will start playing more as the season goes on, and they will be harder to ignore.
3: True.
0: Oh, all right. Um, So Giannis the beard, then LeBron. I guess that's my top
3: three. And then a Jokic or a Doncic. uh, Yeah. And then a Luka Doncic. Yeah.
0: I mean, no, I mean not a dense, distant fourth, but I mean if he's if he's going to be injured for a long time, it might hurt him. At least at least as as this first trimester here or whatever we're at.
3: That's right. All right. Uh so a marker of that first trimester uh the the NBA season I think is the size of um a strawberry now yeah. or something. Yeah, like yeah that, walnut.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely is some sort of food.
3: Some sort of food item that's circular, ish, perhaps an oval. It could be peanutty. Maybe it's a peach. Some peanutty. Yeah. Uh The uh, December fifteenth deadline just passed. Uh, after which, a bevy of players are now eligible to be traded. All the guys that got signed in the off season basically are now eligible to be traded. Uh, so the trade rumors are are flying all over the place. Uh, the biggest name out there, well, one of the bigger names out there is Kevin Love. Um, who I don't, Nico ran, wandered off somewhere, so I was, I was wondering <laughs> what he was going to uh, say the Blazers were willing to offer to get Kevin Love, because this seems like the obvious destination for him, no?
2: It is definitely where Kevin Love wants to go. Yeah,
3: mm. he he grew up in Portland, correct?
2: Lake Oswego.
0: Okay, I don't know what that means, but I assume it's near Portland.
2: Yes. Okay. Um. And I mean, they do have stuff that they can throw at the problem, like mm-hmm. Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> like Hassan sure. Whiteside. Sure. Kent Bazemore is expiring. He makes twenty mil. But they're going to have to... Kevin Love make, right? Uh He's in the like first 30-ish? year of a $130 million contract or something. Whoa. Well, or sorry, okay. four years, $120 million. Okay. But they're going to have to part with something they don't want to part with.
0: Um, Which is Simons, right?
2: Or Zach Collins.
0: Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't want to part with either of those things. Could you just give up a draft pick instead? Would that be enough?
2: probably not based on the other offers that they're going to get. Yeah, um, fair enough. The Miami Heat yeah. are a team that potentially could make a play. They are mm-hmm. playing really well. They could really use another piece. Um, now yeah, and, and Miami is one of those teams that has a
0: bunch of those like mid-level contracts, right? Like w- w- like three years ago when uh, Pat Lyra... Liver- Pat- Riley was signing all these. We we're like, oh, he's paying these people too much. But like now, their contracts here sort of seem mid-level and easily tradable.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Myers Leonard's making a million, eleven million dollars. James yeah, Johnson's making fifteen million dollars. Kelly, yeah, Lynch's that's kind of that 13. mid-level. I mean, that's all still too much money. Deion, <laughs> I mean, it's is too much money for those players. But it's too
0: much money for those players. But it's the kind of thing that you can get a twenty-five million-dollar player by matching these salaries. Is what I'm saying
2: right now the problem becomes Miami is a team that can attract big name free agents and you know they're going to be making a run at Giannis because he will hit the free agent market in a couple years Mm -hmm. and they need to be ready to throw everything including the kitchen sink so um other teams on the rumor mill Dallas Mavericks um Denver Nuggets interestingly you could trade Millsap for Love pretty much straight up oh
0: um What's how much uh uh how many years does Millsap still have on his contract? He's on an expiring deal. Oh, well, that's really good for if you're
2: Cleveland yes um, but again, they want draft picks. those aren't going to be high ones right uh Boston Celtics, they could sure use a big right about now,
0: you yeah. know,
2: and somehow they always have all the draft picks right. But Hayward likely needs to be involved in that somewhere.
0: I can't imagine they'll do that. I, they're not going to give up Marcus Smart. They're not going to give up either of their, you know, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, right? Like they're kind of. I feel like they're not really. I mean,
2: you can give up one of those three guys. You can definitely afford to give up Hayward. I mean, they just got guys. Plenty of guys to play all those positions. I mean, four is a much more need position. Four five is a more of a need position.
0: Right. They've got a million two threes. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah boy if they still had baines that'd be good for them
3: they could have just kept him right i don't know i think he wanted to be back in phoenix yeah he's australian so you know he wanted to be where dangerous snakes are <laughs> he feels at home <laughs> yeah he does feel there. at
1: home there
2: i would i would like to see him leave my so, carpets
3: like. Sure, yeah. So yeah I'd team be fine with that, too. That if they were to acquire Kevin Love, uh, all of a sudden they would be a title contender. Because like, right now it seems like the title contenders are clearly uh, the LA teams and Milwaukee. I would say that's like the group right now. <laughs> okay, so
0: that's Tier 1,
3: but there's a Tier 2 right below that, right? That would be... Exactly, yeah. What, Philly...
0: Boston, Houston, uh, Denver, Houston,
3: Houston, Denver, Denver, maybe, maybe. Jokic seems a little pudgy, but um, well, they're starting to get it together. To get Utah, together. Utah, if they can get it together, thought they were in that tier, but maybe they're a tier below. They can maybe get it
0: together. Um, it, I think the Heat have surprised even themselves. You know uh, that maybe they're in that conversation. Um, they're they're currently second in the East. They're, I mean, you know, if they're, they're a piece away, uh,
3: that's the trade they make, right? That's why they're in the second tier, not the first tier, right? I mean... But so it's... It, yeah. So if they were to get Kevin Love, would that bump them up into that first... Would they be competing with Milwaukee for the Eastern Conference Championship title? Potentially. They've got just a bunch of dudes that play real hard. Um, they got a lot of depth. Do they? But does yeah. that...
2: Don't they, they start like, Myers Leonard?
3: <laughs> they have, like, nobody with playoff chops outside of Butler. Oh, well, Butler. Yeah, but, Well, and, yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, they've got Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. And he's I like killing those
3: guys. It. Yeah, Bam Adebayo but is killing I, like and, uh, I, this, this team Drag is uh, just, all those guys. But, is just yeah, coming I don't off the like bench. them She's in, a, really in well. a, a Eastern Conference semifinal. Yeah, yeah,
2: I don't like them as a piece like away from – I mean, sure, they're a piece away. If that piece is Giannis Antetokounmpo, sure. Right. <laughs> fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. But Kevin Love, the, the piece is kevin is not Durant, not Giannis Antetokounmpo. All
0: right, fair enough. Um, that would definitely make them better, though. I think. I mean, it
2: could potentially make them better. They could potentially also yeah. trade stuff and have an unhealthy Kevin Love on their hands.
0: Right. Um, are do, we're not even talking about? Do we want Kevin Love? No. 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 Does he fit better with our team than uh, Miles Turner at this point?
3: Hmm. I think it's different.
0: Uh, well, we don't play defense as well. No. Not nearly as well. I mean, and Miles yeah. Turner has proven that he can shoot 40% from the arc, even though he's only shooting whatever it is.
2: 30?
0: He's not shooting that. Yeah, he's shooting like 20. Four percent this year, isn't he?
2: Okay, yeah. I don't so know how
3: that, has he proven he's, that? Maybe he's yeah, he's proven <laughs> it maybe in two game stretches. Those like, I don't know
1: that. Okay, forty
3: is an exaggeration.
0: He's he's yeah. he's
3: over thirty in the past. Solid. He can be a solid three point shooter for sure. He's not a, a but he's
0: not the, the. He's not the. Uh, you know, yeah. love is not the shot blocker, uh, but he's a better rebounder.
2: I mean, I think the 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 clear favorite here is New York. I mean, they're just... Ah. They're in love with another four. <laughs> <laughs> they
3: don't... They trade some guards for another four.
2: Yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be,
3: yeah, they yeah, would yeah. G- they'd give up on R.J. Barrett. Yeah. It's like, eh, Dennis Project's man. not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean... Yeah, well, Cleveland's definitely going to do something because that, that team has fallen apart. Uh, they've turned on their coach already. Uh, who is oh the, yeah no yeah, first and, and
0: love and and, and and Tristan thompson too the, the, yes. the, the all the veterans uh, Tristan Thompson eventually originally, originally came out and was defending the coach um and now even he is turned on him they they don't like uh, all this um terminology they don't like all the the raw rah college stuff they're very upset mm-hmm. and once mm-hmm. the veterans turn then the young kids don't respect the coach and it's just a toxic atmosphere right now, apparently.
2: Mm. Yep. Well, you know, when your veteran is Tristan Thompson, you were in trouble before you started. <laughs> That's right.
1: Hey, uh, Zay, do you want, do you see you see you want Tristan Thompson? Happens. We could probably no. get him.
3: By the time we I <laughs> like my locker room. Listeners hear this. I love, man, I love man. my team right now.
0: My team is on the floor. I don't want to trade for anybody.
3: Not even Tristan Thompson.
0: No, I, I just think that... the, the I thought the, the, I knew you. The, the move to make is to get Oladipo back. Like these guys are likable; they seem to like each other. They're learning each other. I'm not messing with this. Um, I know there are a lot of fans out there that are frustrated with, you know, uh, Miles Turner's inconsistency. But I, as I said earlier in the show, I really think that this is just a transition to a new position, and he's going to get it figured out. Um, and we also know him as a as a solid. Um, a guy that that uh, loves to cheer on his teammates and not been a problem in the locker room, and he runs the defense. Like this is a guy you can't lose. So um, I just look forward to to growth and development from this team, and then we add Oladipo, and uh, we're gonna be real scary.
3: Yeah, sounds good. Let's make that. Do happen. we want to? You you got a under what We can solve oh. For you? Oh, uh, do you do you want one?
0: I got I got yeah. I got I got one for we days. Can hack this out. Why not? Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. I'm
1: super excited. Um, told us we had to. You so.
0: <laughs> said, said, said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. So, yeah, uh, under Googleables uh, this week question, uh, that I don't know the answer to. Polenta versus grits. I feel like they're kind of the same thing and I don't know the difference. And is it cause I eat grits in the morning and polenta in the evening? Like I, is that all it is? Is it sort of one of those okay. things like uh, cafe creme versus cafe au lait? Um, or is there an actual
3: difference? So I'm uh, not a foodie like you guys. So polenta, I don't know. It Seems like a completely <laughs> different thing to me. But I don't know. Wait, that isn't it just? is It's a it, corn thing. Isn't it all corn? Like grits? Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean that's my understanding. I don't. I mean I, I've worked in restaurants before, but I don't. I haven't clearly cooked them. But if okay. somebody asked me, if I was at a table and somebody asked me what polenta
3: was, I'd be like, it's corn. Don't worry about it. It's, is the, is <laughs>
0: polenta server, different way. than
3: creamed corn? Is it just straight up creamed corn? Or
0: oh is no, it like... it's, the consistency of, of polenta is very similar to grits
2: Polenta's like a grain, isn't it?
3: Oh, maybe that's what the issue is Polenta's its own thing? Okay.
1: No, it's like cornmeal, I thought
0: Yeah, it's cornmeal, which is, isn't that what grits is? Well,
1: grits can be hominy or polenta Or, I mean, or cornmeal
0: so, so what, what, what makes grits what, what grits? distinguishes them though? Mm-hmm. So like, what is a grit versus a polenta?
1: think nice so in the way you cook it.
0: Okay. Okay, I like this. Run with this. Well, how do I how do I cook the grits differently than the polenta?
1: Well, because grits is more like a oatmeal, right? It's like almost kind of like a liquidy, where polenta is more of a solid. Is this the under Google
0: thing? This, this, is this is under Googles, yeah. So I, I just mix a butta, a bunch of butter in with the
3: uh, grits, but with the polenta, I'm, you know, I'm ma- Like, see, is it a consistency of the cornmeal thing? Like, see, is it coarsely is ground, thing, ground meal I, I, versus finely ground meal? I mean, I feel like polenta is just grits without butter.
1: You use butter and polenta. It's just, it's well, moral. I know, but this I'm is a real
3: fiddle violin it's situation. It's solid, here. but you can, you can make polenta or great. You can that pour one. polenta. Yeah. Polenta has the properties of a liquid. I would argue.
1: No, traditional polenta is like a, it's like a cakey type thing, right?
0: It's cakey, sure, but you could also have. Oh, like, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's a. It's like a polenta. You could do a polenta cake, but like. But it's just you're extracting more moisture out of it. Is that essentially the only difference?
1: I don't know. I the way I've made polenta is uh, is you bake it for right. on a sheet.
2: Right. But what is it prior to putting it in the oven? It's a box. Right. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's in that box? What's in the box? Oh, so I feel it's like it's style of cooking. Then, <laughs> so this is that's like this is like asking what's the difference between a hamburger and a steak. Great. So,
0: is you we're just saying They're it's cornmeal? we <laughs> like just it's
3: cornmeal, and we've cooked it different ways. You prepare them different ways, I guess.
0: Yeah. I I, I just feel like I feel like
3: grits is uh, polenta in the morning. <laughs> I think you just named your, uh, your, your breakfast restaurant, is what I just think happened.
2: <laughs> polenta in the morning, <laughs> polenta in
3: the morning.
0: Um, so okay, so the theory is that we cook them differently. As is, is anybody well, think it that might they're be different, corn so
1: versus hominy, right?
0: Okay, so this is yeah. Are they actually different bases? Harper was thinking maybe there was
3: a grain involved that wasn't corn, right? Mm. So what is hominy? Hominy is not many corn? It's just a different type of grain. How many's essentially corn, isn't it? I
0: mean, it's, it's probably a different it's thing. It's like an it's Yeah, it's like a maze. It's like, it's like alpaca versus llama. Like they're closely related. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> or like, or like raccoons and hyenas. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's I think, a,
1: <laughs> I think a <the> closer <laughs> one would be like aioli versus mayonnaise, right?
0: Right, but aioli is just a fancy word for mayonnaise.
1: Well no, that's what I'm saying, is it might be the same. If you right. compare the two, right? Right. If you're both saying they're a type of maize, yeah. I mean, it might be a different type of cornmeal in one or the other. Sure. I don't I don't know what's actually a um,
3: Okay, so but what I am reading is polenta is made from ground yellow corn. Whereas grits is made from white corn, which is also called hominy. Uh, polenta is much coarser. Grits is much finer. This is why grits, when cooked with liquid, form a homogenous porridge. Polenta, on the other hand, has a coarse, complex texture that is less smooth and more nuanced. Sounds
0: like they put some opinion in there. Mm-hmm. That sounds mm-hmm. fact-based.
2: Yeah. Well... So, polenta, we didn't get to the regional thing yet, but mm. polenta, staple of Italian cuisine, grits is more of a, an American take.
0: Right. Of ground corn. hmm So, they're both ground corn. So, I'm not
3: stupid for asking the question. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're stupid for many other reasons. <laughs> But not for this question. <laughs> Sorry, enough, I couldn't help it. that. was just sitting out there waiting for me to...
0: Just, yeah, it's, it, it, my entire life is like a T-ball. <laughs> just, just, just knock it out of the park, buddy.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah. Both grits and polenta fall under the heading of cornmeal, which is essentially a coarse flour made from dried corn.
0: So we're going with regional and white versus yellow corn.
3: That's right. Okay. Well, the more you know. And the fineness slash coarseness of the meal, I think, as well. Yes. It's a textured thing.
0: Porgy versus cakey.
3: You're welcome. You're welcome, America. That's right. That's right. And, oh, hey, you know what? We're big in Liberia, so. Yeah. And next time you're in, um... Where are you going to end up, Colson? You don't know. Uh, Next time you're in, uh... I'll be somewhere on the road next time you talk to me. Hominy, South Carolina. Stop into Polenta's in the morning. Grab yourself a, <laughs> a cafe creme. No, that's that's the cafe Olay's the day one, cafe creme's at night.
0: Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess we could do a cafe creme and polenta. Since it's polenta's in the morning, we'll just serve cafe creme during the morning. Yeah, it's okay. the whole thing. We just throw everything
3: topsy turvy. That's right. Dogs and cats living together. That's right. You can serve waffles and chicken instead of chicken and waffles. You know, mix I, it up.
0: You know, so I, I I think when we were in Atlanta, I told you this, that we were, um, I try to get chicken and waffles wherever I go, and I'm upset every time the chicken's not spicy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, what's the point in that? The whole point is the hot, sweet thing, right? No, I thought it was a salty, sweet thing. Yeah, it's that, too. But I like it when it's spicy chicken. Hmm. I don't know. Get on your chicken and waffle game, chicken and waffle people. America. <laughs> at at Polentas in the morning, we're going to have spicy chicken
3: and waffles. I really like that name, actually. <laughs> let's, let's trademark that shit right now. All right. All right, Hashtag. fans. If you have other things you want us to not Google... Uh, For you and speculate wildly Hit us up with them on Twitter We're at undebeatables Uh, We're at facebook.com Slash the undebeatables You can email us Shout out at the undebeatables.com That's our website The undebeatables.com You can go there uh, and find everything You need to know about us Hit up that Amazon referral link While you're there If you want to do us a favor if you want to give us a present for the holiday season go to iTunes under Google us in the under search bar and uh, rate the show and uh, while you're at it subscribe to the under podcast and uh, if you need a t-shirt email John Colson <laughs> is at polintas in the morning <laughs> Polenta in the morning. <laughs> polenta. Polenta in the morning. Sorry. <laughs> Placentas in the morning? Is that what? What is, uh, the, what is the plural of polentas? polenta ah, Polentae. Yeah, polentae. I gotcha. <laughs> it is Italian. Uh,
0: <laughs> for a once and always coach, Bobby Suklitterd. So now in the Hall of Fame. Huge fan of grits. I don't know. I made that up, but. I'm assuming he's more of a grit guy than a polenta guy. Ooh, polenta guy maybe is a better name for the, sh- <laughs> the For whole the whole restaurant. <laughs> Turn out to last. The party's over.
3: I bet Slick would surprise you with his polenta game. I bet it's strong. I bet he picked it up along the way somewhere. Solid polenta cakes. Yeah. He, like, coached it. We had a random Italian guy on the Pacers when they were uh, in the ABA. You know? The guy that, like, smoked in the locker room all the time and, like, <laughs> taught Slick how to make polenta.
2: Like, polenta is definitely your Italian tie fusion joint. <laughs> <laughs>